I should probably tell some of these people that are listening to this don't know I'm a Lyft driver uh, before COVID. I haven't driven much since COVID. I don't I don't want to take anybody in my car that I don't know. Um, but I have some funny, funny Lyft stories. I did about 3,000 rides over three years. It's quite a bit. Uh, yeah. I actually got a, a jacket for them after 1,000 rides, but it took about 12 weeks to get. <laughs> by, by that time, I almost had 2,000, but we won't go there. Uh, but um, so, what are the, uh, well, this is a story I can never forget, and and it, it's just it's just absurd, in my opinion. But what do I know? I pick up this uh, pretty black woman in um, New Brunswick, New Jersey. If anybody knows where that is, and she's going to uh, the New Brunswick has the college and the hospital part, and then there's a little seedy part, a little farther away. Now, I, I grew up in the area, so it, it doesn't bother me. I've been in that area many, many times. And um, I was in the car business uh, for about 25 years in different venues, advertising and outside sales and a bunch of other stuff. And you know, she's talking about she wants to buy a car. So I said, listen, if you're going to buy new, if you're going to get a new car, you should lease it because your payments won't be bad. Uh, and if you're going to buy, you know, if you want to use car, they should buy it. And with that, she says to me, I hope this doesn't offend you. Uh, but I've been leasing out my pussy for years. <laughs> Where did it come from? We're talking about cars. We're talking about cars. Where the hell did this come from? So she gets out. I drop her off and she gets out of the car. and I'm, I'm sitting there like dumbfounded. Like, what the hell? Where did this come from? Now, she was a very pretty black woman who weighed about 320 pounds. So you probably had to roll her up and look for the wet spot, but whatever. But but where did this come from? We're talking about cars. I mean, I, I was like shocked, uh, just shocked, you know. And and then I pick up <laughs> I, I pick up this I pick up this young girl in Plainfield. She's about a hundred pounds. She's about five six, about a hundred pounds, and she's talking on the phone to her boyfriend. And she says, you know, an older white gentleman picked me up from Lyft. I don't know about older, but I'm. You know, whatever. Um, and then the next thing I hear from her is, you know, uh, now she only she was only going a half a mile, really. So, and I tell you this for a reason, because the next part of it is going to be a little wacky. And so she's talking to him, and she says, you know, when we meet up later on, we're going to do the nasty, right? And I guess he must have said, yeah. And the next words out of her mouth were, but you don't like to go down on me. Now, you couldn't wait to get out of the car to tell him this. You couldn't say, hey, let me call you back in a couple of minutes. She was going to the post office, which was half a mile away. You couldn't say, like, hey, let me let me call you back when I got out of the car. But she re didn't care that I was there, I guess, and just said what was on her mind. You know, like no shame in her game. No. And then it's, this is another funny one I had. Um, I used to drive an Explorer. I don't have an Explorer anymore, but I had an Explorer, a 2013, which is pretty good size um car or truck whatever you want to call it and um i pick up this guy and he's a, he telling me he's a manager of a, a zin burger which is the natural organic burgers or whatever and um he's doing very well with them and it's a share ride and i pick up this young couple about 24 25 years old i don't even know if they were that old and they say to him would you get in the front i'm like you know my my back seat can hit can sit like four people i'm really come on 
anyway, so he gets in the front, and I drop him off. And I say to the couple, I, where, where, by the way, where are you guys going? And they tell me to go into New Brunswick Courthouse, that he's got a judgment against him from his ex-wife or his girlfriend about a child. And as I look back, I see that his hand is on her pussy through her pants. And her hand is through his package on his pants. And so, whatever. I Okay, whatever. I, you got to do that in my car, really? Okay. So, um, I get to New Brunswick Courthouse, and I drop him off on a side street, which is right alongside the courthouse. And he gets out, and he has to adjust his underwear. So, she was playing with him, apparently, in the car. And his underwear shifted, apparently. <laughs> And I just sat there like, are you kidding me? In my car, you're let you're letting you're playing with this guy, and you're going to court for some kind of judgment about your child support. What what you I mean you can't make this up. You really can't, you know? No, so you really can't. Yeah, that's, that's a lift story, yeah. <laughs> I mean you, you can't really, you know. Is anything else? Let's see. Yeah, no. Yeah. Oh. Oh yeah. Oh, then I had a guy. I had an Indian guy who tried to scam me, actually. He gets in the car and he says, I put in the wrong um, the address. Now, you can change your address to where you're going through Lyft. So I said, well, you got to call Lyft and change it. Because he was going about seven or eight miles past where he originally put in, which is more money, obviously. And the driver is going to get screwed out of it, obviously. So... After driving for a little while, he goes, I, I, I don't I can't do it. I tried to call them. I tried to contact them. I can't change the address, which I know is full of crap. So I said, listen, I'm not going to leave you on the highway. I'm going to take you to where you are, but they're going to charge you. He goes, no, they're not. Uh, you know, I, I, I've done this before. So me thinking that this guy's done it before, I drop him off and I call up Lyft. And I said, listen, the passenger put in one address. He claims he couldn't change the address, which I know he can um, and, um, this $6 ride that he originally called for is now about $15 ride. So he, I got chipped out of nine bucks and you got chipped out of money and Lyft looks it up and says, you know, this guy, this is the third time this guy tried to do this. He scammed the other two drivers, but apparently you were smart enough to realize that he was trying to scam us and you. So we sent him an email now that he is not allowed to lift the drive with Lyft. We have him blocked on Lyft. He can never <laughs> drive a Lyft again. So I was smart enough to do that, but you know, I guess the other drivers didn't know, or they were new, maybe. And so, me being a little more seasoned driver, I wasn't taking that bullshit from this guy. So, I mean, what what is wrong with these people? Why? I mean, you're saving money for over a cab anyway. So why would you try to jip lift out of money and the driver out of money? Doesn't make sense to me. You know. They're not playing with a full deck, my friend. They're not playing with a full. They are not. No. So now I will tell you a few jokes. That I don't know if you ever heard, but I'm they're pretty as hell. Uh, the joke man has revived his joke yeah. telling ability. Yeah, let's go, let's go, joke so, man. What do you got, joke man? So this is a good joke, and I it's, it's a funny joke. I just I don't know. I thought about it the other day. I don't know why. What did the blonde say to the gynecologist when he told her she was pregnant? Is it mine? <laughs> That's exactly right. That's exactly what he said. Ding 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 ding. You get a prize for that off the first shelf. <laughs> And, then, and now this one this one's a this one's a really good one this is a good this is a good joke i've told it many many times and i, I think it's funny as hell 
Um, and this guy comes out of an office building and he sees his friend on a bench crying his eyes out. And he's like, what the hell's wrong with you? What are you crying your eyes out for? I've never seen you like this before. He said, you know, I was messing around with a Chinese girl, not to pick on Chinese people, but that's the joke. OK, I'm not I'm, don't be offended by this. It's just it's just a joke anyway. And so he said, I, I got the Hong Kong flu. So his friend says, what the hell is that? He goes, well, I've been to six doctors. They tell me they got to cut my my penis off. And he goes, what? He goes, well, I'm crying because I can't I'm 25 years old. I'm going to have my penis cut off. I'm going to be castrated. I, I can't deal with this. So his friend says, listen, you know what? I know this doctor. I guarantee he won't tell you that. So the guy says, quick, give me his number. I got to call him right away. So he, he gets on the phone. He calls the guy. He says, listen, doc, I got to come in. It's an emergency. I got to come in tonight. And the doctor says, listen, you don't understand. I'm booked up six months in advance. No, no, doc, you understand. It's a matter of life and death. I got to come tonight. The doctor says, listen, I close at six. I'm usually here till about seven doing paperwork. Knock on the door around 630. I'll let you in. And we'll discuss your problem and maybe I can help you out. So about 630 comes and he knocks on the doctor's door and the doctor opens up and he says, listen, what what is your problem here? Why did you have to see me tonight? And he tells him a story that uh, the Chinese he was fooling out a Chinese girl, got the Hong Kong flu and been to six doctors. They told him he's got to be castrated and he can't deal with it. And the doctor says, listen, go in the examining room, take your clothes off. I'll be in a couple of minutes. So he does. And the doctor comes in, examines him. And the doctor said, listen, get dressed. I'm going to go sit at my desk. So the guy comes into the doctor's office after getting dressed. His shirt's half unbuttoned. His jeans aren't zipped up. You know, he's like, he's like, he's trying to get to find out what this doctor's going to tell him. So he says, hey, doc, you got to cut it off? He goes, no, leave it, leave it alone. A few days it'll fall off. That is a very good joke. And now this this joke is borrowed from Buddy Hackett, and I give him credit for it. I just heard it the other day. I forgot all about it. I did hear it years ago. So this this guy goes to a doctor, and he says, "Doctor, I've been talking like this my whole life, and I want to talk normal." So the doctor says, "Go in the exam room. Let me see if I can examine you." So he examines the guy. He says, "You know, your voice. You know, I, you know, I can do a transplant, but I noticed while I was doing the examination that you're very well endowed, more than most men." You know, your, your schlong comes down to your almost your knees. It's incredible. So he says, I can do a transplant where you could talk normal. So he does the transplant. And after about a month, the guy comes back. Hey, doc, everything's great, man. I got this great voice, but I like to go back to the way I was. The doctor says, I don't think I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> and that was borrowed from, from Buddy Hackett. I thought it was a, fun, a very funny joke, man. Classic, classic, classic Buddy Hackett. Yes, yes. You can't go wrong with Buddy Hackett. That's, Buddy that's Hackett was a great storyteller. He knew how to tell a story. But some of his stories, you, you have to visually see, you know. Um, but he was a great storyteller. And he knew how to tell stories. So I think that's about it for me for tonight. Well, so, I want to uh, thank you tonight for coming on with me and my co-host. And let's drum up a little business with this uh channel people out there on, we're going to try and be on every thursday night at nine o'clock the right. the bs show with steph and the g-man right and uh, right now we're going to take it away with a little musical karaoke and, and an ending so alan my friend 
Uh, Happy ending. It's been wonderful tonight. A little uh, preview to where we're going with this. So I will talk to you. And we'll see you next Thursday. Have a happy day.
my antennas are going up. And now it's about five o'clock. And I figure she should be home by seven because she didn't go that far. I know where she went. And so the, the, the place that she went, I, I had eaten there with her. And I call her about seven o'clock. I get no answer. And I'm saying, well, she's not home yet. What the hell's going on? But anyway, so I wait till about nine o'clock and I call her again. And she answers the phone. She goes, hey, how you doing? I said, hey, are you okay? I haven't heard from you since one o'clock this afternoon. And I've been texting and calling you all freaking day. And I'm kind of concerned. Um, and she says to me, you know, I, I have something to tell you. So I'm like, okay, dad, tell me. So when I when we first dated in the in the beginning of January or maybe late December, no, I guess it was the middle of January, first beginning of January, she told me that she was she had been skyping with a guy in Chicago, but she didn't like the guy, uh, and I can't cut him off because he you know he's he's depressed and he lives with his mother and he's telling me his whole story and whatever. She said, well, you know, I'm having surgery Thursday, uh, minor surgery Thursday, and you said you're going to come over on a weekend and take care of me. I said, well, yeah, you're having surgery, and we've been going out for a you know a month and a half, whatever. It's the right thing to do. She said, well, I have a problem with that. So I said, what's the problem? Well, remember the guy that I told you about in Chicago when we first met? I go, yeah. Well, I've been Skyping with him the whole time I've been with you. So I said, wait a minute. You've been sleeping with me. And Skyping with him. What else have you been doing with him? And I said, was he the one that called this morning that you wouldn't answer the phone? She goes, no, 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 no. Well, of course it was. I know it was. So I said, so what's the problem? Well, he wants to come take care of me. He wants to fly in. And you've never met him. You've been talking to him about two, three months. You haven't met him. And he wants to come in and take care of me. He wants to fly in Thursday morning to take care of me for the next couple of days. So I said, wait a minute. So you're sleeping with me. And you're Skyping with him, and you can't decide who you want to take care of you when you come out of the hospital. So she said, yeah. I said, so when are you going to make this decision? So she said, well, I'm going to make it the night before I go to the hospital. And so I said, it sounds like you have a tough decision because you've been sleeping with me and Skyping with him. And who knows what else you've been doing with him on Skype? I don't know. And no, no, we have never done anything on Skype. <laughs> well, I don't believe that, but whatever. So I don't sleep well Sunday night. And I wake up Monday morning and I decide I'm going to make this decision for and I'm going to make it real easy. So I said uh, her name start with an L. I'm not going to say her name because she'll if she listens to this, she'll know exactly what I'm talking about. And she won't be happy, but she knows it's the truth. So we'll leave her name out of it. It's just her name is L. Start with an L. That's all I'm going to say. So she's one of the guilty we talked about in that disclaimer. That's correct. She's one of the most guilty of one, actually. 60-year-old woman playing a game like this. So I, I send her a text. I said, listen, I'm going to make this decision for you very simple and very easy. I said, I don't know what game you're playing, but you're not playing it with me. Have this guy fly in from Chicago and take care of you because I want nothing to do with you. I've blocked you on Facebook. I've blocked you in my phone list. I've blocked you possibly everywhere possible that I can. So leave me alone. Let the guy fly in from Chicago and take care of you. Well, P.S., I don't know what happened, but about three or four months later, she saw me on a, on a, on a dating site and she tried to contact me and I wouldn't. I blocked her. I actually told the administrator of the, what, that the, the woman is a complete a-hole in plain English. I don't call too many people that. But what kind of game are you playing at 60 years old? 
you know, it's like you're a teenager, like you're 18 or, or 19 years old. You're going to play a game like that with somebody, you know. And I had told her in the beginning, I said, listen, I tell all the women I meet, and, and I don't bullshit this, that if you don't like what you see or you don't hear what you see, tell me. You know, I'm 6'2". My shoulders are pretty broad. Okay, a lot can roll off of your shoulders. Okay, I'm not going to get offended. I'm just going to move on. I'm not going to bury my head in the sand. Okay, I know there's somebody out there for me. I met this lady now. I've been with her two months. She may be the one because we get along really well. We don't fight. We don't argue. She knows what she look, she's looking for. And she's not playing any games. So we'll see where it goes. But so far, so good. I like what I see and hear. And she likes what she sees and hears. And we get along pretty well so far. And we haven't had any problems. And we're not arguers. We're doers and helpers. And she's the same way, you know, helping people out. So that's just some of my stories. And 